Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 And welcome to another edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satin, here with my co-hosts, Jamie Iovine. Hello, everybody. And Kevin Silva. Hello, everybody. We both said the same <laughs> thing, but mine was different, kind of. Yeah, We're running a little on ideas here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... And uh, Eli doesn't watch wrestling anymore, so he's not here. Wah, wah, wah. It's crazy. Uh, he just doesn't watch it all anymore, huh? I mean, he's, he claims he watches, like, some, but... What is some? Um, the GIFs, GIFs on Twitter? <laughs> yeah. If that. He doesn't even <laughs> go on Twitter. He only goes on Instagram. 
He looks on the explore page. Oh, look at Seth Rollins. Did that's that. honestly that's what he does because he doesn't know the he doesn't ever show anything about the current product. He always posts like those things that he sees on the explore page of like <laughs> historic things in wrestling. Not like a Piper doing this funny thing. Yeah, he's slowly morphing into the guy who only wants to talk about eighties wrestling now. Yeah, he had a good run. Uh, fine. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> All right, let's R.I.P. jump into things. Let's jump into things here. Uh, a lot of like actual, just like I, you know, I, there's so many things that happened on all the shows that I kind of want to just talk about that for the most part. Is all the different things that that, that went down uh, throughout the shows this week. But I did have two news stories at the top that I figured uh, we should get into a little bit. Uh, the first was uh, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder, formerly the Revival. Now, the Revolt, they're Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. They did their Talk is Jericho exit interview that's starting to become the standard if you're heading towards AEW. Um, which, uh, which I'm looking forward to listening to. I've been holding that one off for... Oh, you haven't listened to it yet? No, not yet. I mean, no, um, Neither I, of you I guys mean, have listened to it yet? Well, no, because we've been watching six TV shows of wrestling and other podcasts. So, sorry. What other podcasts are you listening to right now? Home here, come on. Um, what there's other, a new what? one that I, other than you know the you know Pritchard Arn, eighty three weeks, which I've kind of fallen off on eighty three weeks, and uh, and uh, what's the other one? Jim Ross. Um, I've been listening to. I listen to uh, the Serial Killer podcast, and I also listen to um, there's this new one that's really cool. It's called Disgraceland, and um, it's I feel about. Like I've heard of that. I just discovered it. It's about uh, it's about like different crazy criminal cases and whatnot in the music industry. Oh, cool! Nice. Oh, yeah. You know what? I have yeah. heard of that podcast. It sounded cool. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. Well, I listened to Talk Is Jericho because it's my job, and I didn't have a choice. But I mean, it was interesting anyway. Like you guys said, uh, you know, it, uh, something you guys were excited to listen to anyway. And I won't spoil everything. Um, but I did think it was interesting. The st- I mean, you could say you could say it. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a radio interview. It's not like it's like a TV show. Totally fair enough. Okay, well, so basically, they did confirm they initially asked for their release 15 months ago because they were unhappy about the lack of respect being given to the tag division, which we had kind of reported on the site at the time. We've kind of discussed that, um, and it's something they were kind of making clear behind the scenes. Um, I thought it was interesting that they said um, that they timed their request to happen when they were on the upswing as a team because they didn't want to look like they were unhappy about losing or something like that and basically said that prior to asking for their release that they had been told that there were plans to put the tag team titles on them. Um, Which, you know... I'm sorry to interrupt, but like... No, go ahead. It's like as far as promises go, and like trying to make right by the by the revival, trying to keep them around. You know, it was like, oh, we'll put the tag straps on you. It's like, but you're giving us a tag title that you don't care about. You know, like it's like it's it's almost like your older brother giving you like a toy that he already broke. That like is all right, it's yours now. You know, like it's like it's, okay, it's, we're the tag champs of a division that you never feature. You know, it's funny that you said that. It's that's almost like word for word. What they, I want to say Cash Wheeler says in the interview for, for, for a portion where he's like, that, that's basically what he says, though, at a point. He was like, yeah, you can put the tag titles on us all you want, but, like, if the tag titles are meaningless, why would we care? Like, what does it matter? You know, what's the, what, what's the point? You know, like, 
what, what it doesn't make yeah. us look better that we're the champions of a meaningless division, you know? Yeah, now we just have now we just have more luggage. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, and then, you know, have you guys seen those leaked? Not leaked. I mean, they were leaked. Yeah. Have you guys seen those leaked images of yeah, like the supposed insane. gimmick for them? <laughs> I find it really hard to believe that that was. Uh, well, I, I, I don't find it hard to believe that that was brought. Well, that was pitched as a potential direction, but I find it hard to believe that it got so far along down the chain of like approvals that it was like, okay, this is what we're doing with these guys next. Well, they confirm that the pitch was legit. And well, I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm no, not no. saying it wasn't. Check this out. They said that. So during their last meeting with Vince, after they had said they didn't want to resign in the past and they had asked for their release in the past and there were still contract negotiations going on that uh, they were at TV and they got a text message from Carano saying like, okay, Vince wants to meet with you guys. And they had been wanting to talk to Vince face to face about things. And they knew he was busy with like the XFL and Fox and all this stuff, but they wanted to talk to him. And they said that, that like they, Mark Carano texted him like, okay, come to Vince's office. And I believe he said it was Carano. They said it was Carano, Vince and Bruce Pritchard who were in the room and that Vince handed them like, a folder basically and that of those pictures and it will basically like the way it is it's like a a a laminate almost so it's like yeah like a a picture of them yeah and then they can put it over what it's going to change to basically you know and that like he was like this is my you know this is our vision for what we think you guys should be doing going forward and that they handed him they opened it and uh dash now cash he said that he just started laughing like he was just like, wait, what? Like what? What? Because there was like, I'm lipstick. looking at these again because I have them just in front of me right now. Why in every single one of them? There's variations, but there's one thing that remains the same: the lipstick that da- Dash has lipstick on. Every so single one. <laughs> he said. <laughs> so he said that that was definitely lipstick. That it basically the way it was described to him to them was that the team was going to become fed up with the fact that you have to have some sort of like silly shtick to get on TV. And so to like do it out of spite, they were basically going to like spite the shit out of WWE and just do every stupid, silly thing and make that like, just to show like, yeah, like if this is what we have to do to get on TV, like this is what we're going to do type thing. And that they were going to have, like, silly sashes and glow sticks. Those weren't, like, drumsticks. They're glow sticks in the pictures. Okay. They're, dressed, uh, they're dressed like they were dressed at the prize bin at a carnival. <laughs> totally. totally. Like, you know those big hats that you could win at the carnivals and stuff? They used to have them at raves and stuff. There's no way that they weren't doing that to try and embarrass them on the way out. And honestly, I think the fact that the team were like, okay, cool, we're going to do Because he basically said, okay, cool, we will – because – because uh scott dawson basically says that like he felt when he saw it that he was like no person with any sense of self-worth would ever have done that you know like but you know like we really wanted to get out of there like we wanted our contract we wanted to be done and so he basically said that like they said to vince and bruce and mark like we'll do this and we will do it to the best of our capability but as soon as our contracts are up 
Like we're not resigning. Like we're out of here. Like we want to be, we're, we want to be free. Like we don't want to be here anymore. And they were like, okay, cool. And then he said two days later, they got a call saying they were taken off of all events. They were being removed from the road and they were never put back on the road after that. I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting because yeah, I mean, well, one thing you could always say about the revival is, and this is, and in terms of exits, it's always good to see when a person doesn't doesn't exit right because you know down the line who knows they may want to end up back there again and this is a and they never phoned it in the revival never phoned it in they were given a lot of stupid shit to do and even though we didn't see the stupidest of the stuff they did a lot of stupid shit still nothing i mean like you know whether it be the icy hot thing or i mean there was another one where they like got naked on like on the ramp or something very much like edge i mean like when christian and jericho got their gear robbed and um and uh, I mean, that's just, I mean, that's the way you do it. You know, you're like, Hey, this sucks, but I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show you that I'm a fucking team player. And they are, yeah, and they did everything yeah. that was asked of them. The words you just used of phoning it in and saying they never phoned it in got me in so much trouble this week with them. I was like, fuck dude. Like they there's one though. dude. Oh, I know get, they didn't they get mad. Why would you get I, mad? If, why, why would they dude, get mad if you said they I fuck, didn't phone it in? I fucked up. No, I fucked up. I, I, uh, dude, you know, I'm doing the job of like five people sometimes. And most websites that, you know, news websites have like a social media person. Like I'm sometimes like got to get it up, then get to four other things while I'm like listening to a podcast while watching a wrestling show. I maybe didn't see while also writing something and directing someone else. Like I'm always doing so much shit that, when I, I listened to this Ryo podcast, I listened to the whole thing, and then I wrote up all the most important stuff from it. And there's one part where Dash Cash starts talking about, like, why they asked, eventually, like, why they wanted out. And it was basically, like, how they know that tag team wrestling can be a draw and that, you know, for them, that it's not just about money all the time. He and that you know he's he said like I don't need to be a millionaire and just collect a pay- paycheck to collect it. I don't want to be complacent all the time. I want to push myself. I want to challenge myself. I know, I know Dax, Dax feels the exact same. Way. I know Dax feels the exact same way. Um, and then he said I'm not okay just sitting back and being complacent and collecting a paycheck and phoning it in. I'll never be okay doing that. I don't care what company I work for. Blah blah blah. Um, I want more than anything to contribute to the business of professional wrestling on a meaningful scale. And when I posted it on, on Twitter, the caption said like, it's not just about money all the time. And then I said the revival, AKA the, the revolt say they weren't okay being complacent and collect and phoning it in anymore. Uh, so they wanted out of WWE. And oh, I meant like, anymore? Cause, cause I said anymore, like I meant like WWE was forcing them to be that way. But I didn't mean like a negative negative connotation on anyone. Like I didn't mean that they were doing that. I just kind of meant. But I realized after the fact that it sounded that way. I was just trying to make a, the sentence make sense. And they both like quote tweeted it angrily. I wrote them both apologizing. But I felt so bad. I didn't mean to make it sound that way. Because dude, those guys work so hard. Like those guys, like you said, all the I time. Couldn't agree, I couldn't agree more with what you said, Jamie. Like from live events that we, you know, when we went that live event, we saw them to to like 
you know, to, or you weren't at that one when I was at that live event recently to TV to everything. They never phoned it in. I didn't mean it that way, but I realized that the words I used were bad. It made it look that way. So I felt terrible. I've been that a bunch of mean people writing mean comments, which I guess I, that's, that's Twitter, but uh, yeah, well, they were terrible. waiting for you. They were waiting for you to fuck up. <laughs> yeah, they're always they're always waiting for me to fuck up on social media. Um, you know, all elsewhere in that interview, they I thought it was cool. They said that Bret Hart reached out to them after yeah, their release. That's really awesome. Oh, you yeah. fucking better, man. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's that's true. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Like, they're the ones that are. Like, <laughs> We're protecting yeah, Bret Hart tonight. That night. Me, even on the way out, Dash gave him that little uppercut. <laughs> right that, I forgot that, all of that. I'm going to go back and watch that because that's just like – That's that the best part. Insane. Not not the not the tackling part. The tackling part's just upsetting because it's an old right. man getting tackled. Everything, oh, after, everything yeah. after that, like the <laughs> melee that happens. And Dash Wilder, while the guy is – the guy's being pushed out, like through – guy's no way of putting his hands up. Dash like, Wilder just – that on, right? Yeah, the guy just, Dash just goes up, <laughs> just a quick uppercut to his face on his way out. All right, well, moving topics. Uh, I, one more news story before we get into all the different wrestling shows of the, of the over the past week. Uh, but I loved this. Um, Triple H and Stephanie are going to be hosting a new show on Annie called "The Quest for Lost WWE Treasures." It got announced today. And it's a show that's going to feature Hunter and Stephanie leading a team of collectors and wrestlers around the country in an attempt to find iconic and lost WWE memorabilia. Basically, it's like Toy Hunter, that show Toy Hunter, but for wrestling. I'm genuinely wondering how they're going to do this. I mean, how are you going to have the two busiest people other than Vince in the company also host a TV show? My guess is this, just from my knowledge of my dad and reality TV is that the, all the triple H and Stephanie segments will be pre-tapes. They're not going to be, the, even though it says, cause it says, it says triple H and Stephanie leading a team of collectors and wrestlers around the country in okay. an attempt to find it. So technically they could be Carmen San Diego in this where like, it just cuts to videos and then be like, okay team, this is what we need you guys to find. And the collectors and the wrestlers go out and try and find it. Because as, as as adorable as that sounds, I don't see Triple H and Stephanie going to storage lockers and shit. No, 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 no. no. I, I think they're strictly just... Through stuff. Right. I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I think they're strictly just the face, like like uh, the, the face of things, and the collectors are going to do the work. I really wonder if that archivist guy is going to be part of it, because he's that's already what he does for WWE. So, so they're going to be going to, like... It's not just going to be like... It's, I, I just just seeing the headline, I was like, "Oh, are they going to be like in the vault at WWE's headquarters?" But they're actually going to be like going around the country. I think the the vibe the the what I get from this, and it's only a limited bit of info. Sure. What I get from this is that it's going to be like Triple H sitting there watching like some kind of like old harley race thing where he's wearing some kind of robe and they need that for the hall of fame and you know for whatever and being like okay we need this we need you to go out and find this and find it out in the world because we want to feature it in some some museum type thing or something that's my guess yeah i mean that's interesting you don't like that you see what 
I said Storage Wars with Triple H. Let's do it. Right. <laughs> I, I, it feels like, a, I mean, I, I now that I hear that part of, of it, I get why people are a little upset about, you know, the fact that, like, you had two guys that are very well-versed in doing exactly this on the roster that just got released. Um, if they it was don't just, look for memorabilia. They look. They for do, no, they do. They didn't. They, they don't do. just look for toys. They also had the. They have. They had that merch stand show as well, which merch was a bunch of madness. And then yeah. They do. Yeah, they I don't do. think they, it's merch though. I think it's. I guess maybe. I guess if you look at Lost, and I. Like, I guess they're not going to have you. an Undertaker. They're not going to have an Undertaker casket at their house. You know, like I what, bet you there are uh, some what fans you who have bought weird shit like that over the years. That would make for a much more interesting show. How could they have bought it if it's all if they never put it for sale? You don't know. There's all there's lots of things that have gotten out over the years. I think that could be the point of it. No, I don't know. I mean, you would think if it's like go find that one Hulk Hogan figure that everyone can find. It's not that cool. It's got to be like. Ric Flair's robe from Starcade, or like something like that, that somehow got out that of he, the world. that he sold when he was on Tough Times. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be pieces of egg from the Gobbledygooker, <laughs> like the egg that he cracked out of. Exactly, like like exactly like little set pieces that got out over the years. That's what I would think to make an interesting show. I would that that I don't know that that that's what I would think. I guess we'll have to wait to see, and then also see if they're going to be able to film a show. In the age of quarantine, <laughs> so yeah, I, I thought about that too when I was reading that announcement. Today. I was like, oh, "Are people gonna like, every I don't know. show that I've seen just announced of like, here's a new show?" I'm like, "How? How are you gonna do this?" <laughs> like, I just don't understand. Like, I'm like, "Yeah, I want an Elliot Stabler show from Law and Order so goddamn bad, but gonna be what a is minute until we see that. We're not. Yeah, it's gonna be a yeah. long time until we see me, it, especially if it takes place in New York, right?" Forget it. <laughs> and then the others like, I don't know. I'm sorry about getting my Dick Wolf in, but talking about Dick Wolf, his shows all had to end like four episodes early this for this right now. So Ooh. like, like four episodes before they were able to actually finish. Ooh, that's fucked up. It's a little, it's a little rough. A little you didn't rough. get your proper dicking. Didn't get, get, didn't get the full dicking. No. Now <laughs> what will the rapists do? <laughs> all right well moving on let's talk about uh, a little bit about smackdown last week's just not a ton about it but some of the to me the more um noteworthy moments uh first was the fact that they said uh they confirmed that money in the bank will be the men and women competing at the same time uh what'd you guys think about throughout that the show right throughout the show well, they didn't they say just... that part that's my own assumption yeah. i feel well, like it's gonna be I a got. throughout that's the show I, thing that's what i got from it I feel like the show starts with them on the ground floor, moving their way up, and then we're going to cut back to things as they progress throughout the night to make Damn, it feel a little ever, different. Have you ever fought somebody for four hours? <laughs> the risk is worth the reward, Jamie. <laughs> Literally, I'm still like, it's two and a half hours in. I'm still fighting somebody. <laughs> still throwing bows. Well, you know Otis is going to take a break since, yeah, Otis qualified for Money in the Bank. Uh, you know Otis is going to stop in catering for a little bit at whatever the cafeteria, ham. eat yeah. some ham. But although, 
you know, I didn't think about it. It's just going to be empty, so probably not because there's no cap. Like, it's not like they can have cafeteria. They'll put going. catering in. They'll yeah, do it on. just just for just for TV shows for, sh- for the oh. show just to make it look like there's a cafeteria. Oh, everything has to be real, right? <laughs> is that what you're saying, Ryan? Everything <laughs> has to be real. No things that should would be going on. Who do you think? Uh, who do you guys think wins? I'm looking at the because the, I'm trying to get the, the the people in it again for the main it's, for the men for the men. It's Otis, Dolph. Is, was no, it, no, uh, no, no, Dolph's not. In I'm it. just gonna say, I'll forget it. It's Otis. It's Otis, Corbin. Daniel Bryan, King Corbin. Uh, who am I leaving out? There's just three Is more. Ray in it. Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, and AJ Styles. That's right. Um, who wins? And then it? the women is Oscar, uh, 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 Shayna, Nia Jax, uh, Carmella, Dana Brooke, and one. I would love Oscar with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be great. I think that they've been doing a lot with her lately, just to have her on TV. Like they like to just bring her on so she could just yell things in Japanese. So why not give her a goal? Give her something, you know. I think that would make the most sense. By the way, really like them having MVP talk to her in Japanese. Really like that. that was yeah. Like, finally, something like they're really good. Nice. They really are using MVP a lot lately. It's interesting. MVP and Zelina Vega are getting so much TV time lately. Got to got to do with the people you got there. So, yeah, I I agree. I think Oscar too. I think it's time for Oscar to win the Money in the Bank. That'd be fun. That'd be a fun run. I would like to see her redecorate the the briefcase to like match her attire. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, I really, even though he's not match. I think he should have been, but I but I mean it's probably personal reasons why he's not in it. But I would love Kevin Owens to be the Money in the Bank yeah. guy. I don't know why; it just makes sense to me. But he's, he's not in it, so he's definitely a, he's definitely <laughs> that a guy would make that, it like, difficult since he's not in it. <laughs> he was just my dream guy. This the, yeah, the, absolutely. Like I I want to see so much more used with him, but you can't right now. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. I'm gonna go out on a limb here. <sighs> I'm gonna say I think the winner of Money in the Bank is Otis. That's That'd be wild, crazy. Just shoot I, him to the moon right away. Just shoot him to the people are into Otis right now. I think well, you you have a from year. What I've been re- from what I've been reading, I mean, people are. Re- I mean, the the on the corporate structure is really really into Otis. Yeah, people so. seem to like Otis behind the scenes, and I just think like since. He was robbed Rob. of that WrestleMania moment with Mandy with, with, when, he, when they finally, you know, had their moment and, and embraced. Um, I feel mm. like you can build to another big pop for when Otis finally cashes in, when there's finally a crowd again, and have something for them to look forward to, like when there's finally a big event for a crowd again. I feel like Otis is going to be the thing that, that people will cheer for. They've already been behind him this whole time. I think they're gonna. I feel like they might get behind Otis because I look at it and I go like, Daniel Bryan doesn't make sense. That's been there, done that. You know, I feel like same with King Corbin, been there, Alistair's done that. not ready. Alistair doesn't even and and doesn't need it. Um, I think Rey Mysterio isn't. That, I think that you know, there's rumors that he's on the way out of WWE. Soon. Yeah, they're not gonna put a championship on him. 
And AJ is the only other option. And I don't think AJ needs it to enter the main event scene, you know? So I feel like Otis makes the most You broke up for that whole thing back there. Well, uh, I was basically saying that um, I don't, that, that, that Rey Mysterio, like we said, is on the way out. It seems like he might be on the way out and he doesn't need it. And AJ Styles, to me, you know, he doesn't need it. He like he, yeah. he doesn't need it to get to the main event scene. He can just be he can get a title shot if he wants one. He's AJ Styles at this point. He wrestles Undertaker, WrestleMania. Yeah. So I think that just leaves Otis as the one who makes like the most sense to me for storyline purposes. And that might be wrong. I, I don't know. I also, I on SmackDown, I also really I really like the the Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman segment. I like the whole throwback to their past. And the whole black sheep story that 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 Bray Wyatt was reading, I thought it was cool. Bray killed that. That was that was really entertaining because, like, I, I like <clears throat> I like the concept of him going through like the story time and making it really interact with the show, the Firefly Funhouse. Like, that's just like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it, it kind of reminds me of what he just did with John. What Cena I like. And, uh, like a what they've done a good job so far. Granted, they've only done it twice, mm-hmm. but they've done a really good job with differentiating Bray Wyatt and Fiend matches. They're very different. Um, when Bray Wyatt faced, he already, he faced the Miz as Bray Wyatt. Did he face anybody else? I think he faced somebody else before. I that, don't did he believe not? so. He did. Yeah, no, he had Bray one. Wyatt, wasn't it Seth Rollins? Yeah. We were all, we were all like wondering like how it was going to work when he faced. I could have sworn so. that was the second time. Anyway, it, they did a really good job of just differentiating um, Bray Wyatt versus Fiend matches, and now we saw how he acted with Miz, where he pretty much just let the Miz beat up for him, beat up on him for like. 15 minutes and then um is ryan still there his picture hasn't blinked once I'm there back. he is <laughs> there he is yeah no it was, it was wow, like wow, his, his photo had like really throat. listening right now i heard most of it since recording it i was trying not to say anything but yeah Got i it. heard most of that but yeah like it's it's really like they like i was really interested to see how the the miz and bray wyatt match played out and it was and it was cool it was it was it was different and it was like Bray Wyatt winning because he was just like, okay, I'm tired of getting beat up for 20 minutes, and um, and I'm de- and this is gonna be interesting to see because the fiend, I mean the fiend, I mean uh, Braun Strowman is such a good, uh, I mean such a different uh, opponent than than the Miz. You know, Bray Wyatt, the the way Bray Wyatt and the Miz match worked was Bray Wyatt was kind of just playing with them and could kill him whenever he wanted. That's not the case with Braun Strowman. So I'm really interested to see how a Bray Wyatt not a fiend a Bray Wyatt match versus the Braun Strowman would be I mean this is I'm I'm assuming he I'm assuming he loses because that's how you protect the fiend is he loses as his mortal form and but only wins when he's the fiend agreed yeah absolutely I I agree completely with all that I like that somebody had brought up the concept of like how the fiend and how he's able to beat people is because it's people that have like uh, checkered pasts that like they, they were never confident in certain roles of themselves. So he's able to, when they change, he's able to kind of uh, twist their minds into the fact that they're like, they to go back to like their old selves. That's why like he, with Rollins, um, Daniel Bryan, 
And the reason why he wasn't able to beat Goldberg was because Goldberg was always confident in who he was. So I kind of feel like deep. I haven't look at you analyzing. You haven't heard that that theory on the internet. I read that on. I forgot. I saw that on the. Yeah, I like that theory a lot. That's one of those theories that's out there. Yeah, I like it too. Because it's always yeah, because like, oh, like he preys on doubt. Exactly, he preys on doubt. And it gave me like made me feel okay about the the Goldberg win because I was like, okay, cool. I like justifying I, things that I didn't like. That's cool. It's <laughs> a little a little easier to swallow. Exactly, a little bit. It's it added a lime to that tequila shot. <laughs> so like with Braun, like he's got like this past where he was a rosebud and like things that they could like bring into this where it brings him like this doubtful of Ron when he finally finally faces the fiend. I like that. What did you what did you guys think about uh AJ Styles coming back on Raw this week? Just kind of like kind of with zero fanfare as if the boneyard match almost didn't happen. Well you're not gonna get that return pop. You're just not because there's nobody there. Um which adds to it because how do you bring him back in a big moment when there's no reaction to be had and um in terms of explanation i mean say he gave us one okay then what you know like does that make the story any better or worse no right like oh i held my breath for 30 minutes (laughs) (laughs) that's how i escaped it's like who cares okay we've got the best ones ever that's basically what he said on the bump when they asked him. He was like, what do you want me to say? That, like, I dug myself out of a hole and, like, like what, what do you want? Yeah, like, I'm here. I didn't die. Like, like who cares, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, though, like, and it's been so long. You guys are better with the wrestling history than me. And Eli they never explained how, better than Taker, me. how Taker came back. Never. Not, Not Taker. But what about, like, when he buried, like, didn't he, like, bury, like, a Mick Foley alive? How I, no? He like, always lost. <laughs> was it always Undertaker who got he buried? Always lost. Okay, yeah, okay, matches. yeah. Because he was the only one that could get buried. He was the only one that made sense. He's undead. So was, the first one was Taker and Mankind, and he lost that one. Well, no, Taker won that one, but technically because um, Taker only got like a few shovels of dirt onto Mankind, and then he got hit by gold dust and all of them. And then they buried him. So he was the one that ended up getting buried, buried. <clears throat> and then, um, he lost the stone cold undertaker buried alive match. He lost the, um, the Vince McMahon undertaker buried alive match. Yeah. No, I look at it. But the, he did lose he technically one. Won the first one. He won one. He yeah, beat mankind. He did. I was definitely. right. He did bear. He did beat mankind. But yeah, you're right. I see but what no, you're he saying. He didn't bury him alive. Yeah, and then he did win against the Rock and Sock connection. It says too. But no, I don't think Rock and I don't think Rock and Mick got buried alive though. And then it was Vince beating him again and Kane burying him again. Now I want to. I'm trying. Because there was that one random. Yeah, but you're right. Where, yeah, you're right. So that is the only way it would make sense. Yeah, there was that one random one that you just discussed when they it was on SmackDown. It was him and Big Show versus Rock and Sock, and that was that crazy bump where they literally throw Mick from the ramp to the mound, like you had to literally take a running <gasps> oh, jump. Oh yeah, that's like the one. Yeah, you see. Yeah, okay. He had to take like a running jump to hit that one. 
But he didn't – no one gets buried in that? Not to my recollection. So he's just the first – AJ's the first one to just, like, cruise back on in from, from a Buried Alive match, like, no big deal? Well, because when Undertaker showed back up, it was just like, oh, he's already dead. So that's to be expected. It'd be kind yeah, of interesting right. if they took an angle where, like, all of a sudden, like, he starts showing signs of, like, being tormented by something. I don't know. She's just come back as a, as a zombie for three months. <laughs> well, I mean, that's basically what he said in a, on his Mixer stream, is that he was disappointed that there was, like, no change to his character whatsoever. Also, on the topic of AJ Styles, uh, the idea of him threatening to throw someone off of WWE headquarters. Oh but that I, doesn't happen once. What are we even doing, you know? <laughs> I wonder. You know, the three of us have all watched Lucha Underground. We like Dude, Lucha I'm Underground. Saying. I'm saying. I'm wondering if they're going to kill someone off. Dude, that'd be so fucking weird. <laughs> I thought the same thing, but, like, that's so weird. I don't know. And if, Mystique- Hulk Hogan, if, if Hulk Hogan get pushed off a building, or no, if the giant, I'm sorry, if Hulk Hogan get pushed the giant off of a building and he could show up for the main event an hour later. Dude, I'm, well, th- I mean, I don't think they'll go that far with it. I'm wondering, dude, we've seen the Rey Mysterios. There's been these rumors that Rey Mysterio is possibly on the way out, that he's not going to sign a new con that there, there's not going to be a new deal where he stays with the company or whatever. I'm almost wondering if AJ's just going to booyak him off the, off the, off the roof. <laughs> yup. Just that's wow. how that they, they just get AJ over by just chucking Ray off the roof. He's Could you holding imagine? He's, 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 he's holding on to the ledge, but then AJ grabs him by his head and then yep. he falls and only his mask is left. And, Oh. That's exactly that's exactly what I was thinking, dude. Is that he like all is left is that just AJ standing there with the mask, and then you can even bring if things ever get better one day, you can bring him back and explain how he lived. I love it. I love it. I think they're gonna do it. He just that, falls that, and he's just like you just hear like boyka six one nine splat mi carna. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, that's what I think they're going to do with it. Okay, here's something I hated. I hated <laughs> Ricochet losing clean to Brendan Vink. Uh, yeah. No no hate to Brendan Vink because I watch all those smug videos he does. I think they're super entertaining. And I know that they have been a tag team for a long time outside of WWE. And I realize that Cedric Alexander and Ricochet are not a new team, but I think that after everybody was so disappointed and there was all the like age or the, 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 you know, the ricochet and Cedric are being buried talk that we were finally like, all right, cool. There's something for them to do. Good tag team. People like it. I think that's a very fun tag team. Give very fun to- tag and team. they've been getting better with each time they're on TV. I, I, I really enjoy what they've been doing. And I feel see, like, like they needed some like, momentum. Yeah. Like ricochet is even like strutting down to the ring. Like, like looking like he's like dancing down to the ring. Like he's having fun. Like, they look like they're like enjoying themselves, being together. Agreed, agreed, and I and I like their vibe. And I realized they had lost to Viking Raiders, I believe, once already. But at least that was like former tag team champions, not people who aren't even on WWE.com. I don't think you know Shane Thorne might be. Brandon Fink isn't. I don't believe. Um, 
And I do think Brendan Vink has lots of potential. But I just think that constantly devaluing Ricochet for these people who have quote-unquote potential is stupid. Like, because that just lowers the value of Ricochet when Ricochet is someone who's already been a proven, you know, commodity to people. Ricochet's credential, I mean, not not credentials, I'm sorry. Ricochet's credibility in terms of him being a threat to anybody is, is on life support right now. It's it being devi- it's, it's, yeah, absolutely. You couldn't be more. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great way of wording it. It's on life support. I mean, he's been. He had. They're gonna go. They're always gonna go back. Oh, but he had that great thing where he became the number one contender. It's like over the it. It that's like celebrating a guy who came in second place. It's it it, it it's like so. You know, you're telling us about the time he didn't win and. And and it was and it was in such a spectacular fashion that he lost too. I mean, it wasn't even close. It was worse than the Kofi Kingston one, in my opinion. It was. And um, and whether it be that, whether it be him losing consistently on Raw before this, and then I don't know. It's just they. It, it's really hard to get Ricochet back up because Ricochet is not a Mike guy. He's just not. He never was, and they gave they they've even given him opportunities to try, and it just hasn't connected at all. So, yep. where is Ricochet going to get over his moves? His moves are only effective if he wins doing them. It's like what's the what's the use of all this flippy shit if you don't win? And when you don't have that, so the one thing that is making him popular, which is his incredible in ring work. If that's taken away, then what's he got? Yep. I think that it's similar to like Cesaro. I heard, you know, Arn Anderson on this podcast talking about how like when Cesaro was getting over him because he was a heel, they told him to stop doing all of his like flashy moves. And that, you know, he was like, but that's what makes Cesaro Cesaro. And if Cesaro's not doing the moves that people come to see Cesaro for, then like you're not giving them, you're, you're making it so he's not going to be as over. You know, like, and so it's kind of what they're doing with Ricochet. It's like, cool, you can do a 630, but you lost to a guy doing a running boot. Cool. You know, because he's bigger than you. Yeah, that's, uh, it's also just like, cool, you get to do the 630, and we'll show you on a commercial on for Raw that makes you look like a fucking goof. That commercial's so bad. I fucking hate it so much. That commercial, considering it's got... It take took Samoa Joe out of action was a terrible decision. Oh, was that the commercial? That is the commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the that. commercial. I didn't realize yeah. it was that commercial. Yeah, it was that commercial, and they even kept the part in where he got injured. Yeah, <laughs> I, damn it. Yeah, bad commercial <laughs> they didn't, all around. They didn't even cut it. <laughs> bad, bad, bad commercial. Um, I will say something I loved about Raw though. I loved the Alistair Black promo. I thought the ones that he was doing before were kind of like. I liked him initially, but they they like like I was I was cool with him initially. Um, but this I don't is think so they, much cooler, dude. I'm just gonna call it. Nobody in that company who makes the decisions understands Alistair Black. Nobody, nobody in that company. Bruce doesn't. Uh, Vince doesn't. Uh, Paul Heyman. I think he does. No, uh, I think Paul Heyman gets it to a certain degree because he's trying. If he, if, I don't think he does, dude. Because yes, Paul, he, Alistair Black has been had a lot. Alistair Black has had a lot of TV time, dude. A lot of TV time, and the fact that he hasn't done anything of note since being brought up to the main roster is crazy. 
there's one thing he's done, and is he had a good match with with Murphy. You know how I mean, if you can't say that they haven't been trying things with him because they have a few things. They tried the knocking thing, which I hated from the beginning. The knocking thing was the stupidest thing in the world to me. Yeah, you hated and that so much. It's like you have somebody that, if treated right, could be an Undertaker type. Another person, like so, potentially, if built up correctly, could be a fee, a, a great um, rival to the Fiend. He could be yeah. a good guy Fiend almost. Yep. And but I mean, you're taking. Uh, there hasn't been. They took away all his mysticism when he got called up. None of it's there anymore. It, 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 only in his gear. That's it. In his entrance. Like, the, he doesn't do any cool promos with candles and shit anymore. He doesn't do that. Well, that's why I liked this promo this week. I thought it was a step back in the right direction, this promo, because I felt like the cool music that scored that was scored underneath what he was saying, you know, the smoke, even, like, that weird, like, vampire pendant thing that he was wearing, like... I felt like it was back a step in the right direction where they need to go with him to make him a valuable commodity. You know what the thing is? They need to stop treating him. Let me rephrase that. They need to have him do what Undertaker did and not do interviews, not have a YouTube channel, not like he should be the guy keeping kayfabe like Undertaker did. Like that's the only way people are going to believe that character. Absolutely. I mean, him but posting workout videos with Zelina Vega is hey, not helping his character. It doesn't whatsoever. help that, in my opinion. His cat's Instagram account is very cute, though. Can't the cat but, thing is fine. That's different. But, uh, but that's the thing, though. By the way, like, I can't talk about it until tomorrow, but I saw the first episode of that Undertaker documentary. It is fantastic. People are going to love you, it. You told us. <laughs> you guys are going to love it. You guys are going to love it. I didn't spoil anything. You guys are going to love it. But to, as of whenever, when when Alistair got brought up to the main roster, his only thing, like his goal, was to have a fight. Which is like, isn't that what everybody's goal in the WWE is? Someone and, to uh, pick a fight with him. Which doesn't make sense. Why? Why? Yeah. <laughs> and um, just go fight someone if you want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to fight, like not don't hide. <laughs> don't no. hide and like say I hope. Uh, some, I'm not going to say where I am, but I hope somebody comes and finds me. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about. Let's move on from that because I feel like we've talked about that a million times on here. How much we hated those fight me promos. Um, I did think Charlotte versus Liv Morgan was a good match as well. Um, it made Liv look really good. Yeah, it, made it Liv did. Look really good. The only thing I didn't like is that I feel like her character has been in limbo, and I almost. I almost wanted them to keep those two apart because like, I felt like Charlotte was such a part of the whole, like the next time you see me, I'm going to be real and have myself figured out. I don't feel like she has necessarily figured it out yet. And I wanted them to keep them apart for longer, but yeah, it made Liv look good in the ring. Like she had a solid match. You mean she's not a lesbian anymore? (laughs) (laughs) Also like, it's just like kind of weird where it's like, yeah, she looked great in the ring in that match, but her did not help her. And like you were saying, like, like uh, they kind of touched on the fact that she's like, oh, do you remember me, Charlotte? And it's like, say it. Just say, If you're going to bring it up, just say what the thing is. Yeah. Bring up the fact that you said, I'm going to be real the next time you see me. 
Bring don't up. expect the fans to have to remember it. You know, agreed. 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 Uh, let's switch to AEW. Can lot I just say that I how much yeah. I hate that the NXT Women's Championship is being defended on Raw every week? Well, it wasn't offended. She was just there. I'm sorry, not defended. That she's there every week. In or- we talked about this. In order for that to really do wonders for, for Charlotte to have the NXT title is for her to be on NXT. And she is on NXT. Don't get me wrong, but she's on both. And it defeats the purpose of it. You know, since they're being shot both in the general same area, it doesn't bother me as much. Like, she's not having to travel and do all this stuff for it. So, sure, kind of, it doesn't bother me as much. But I understand Standard. it. I, I could. I don't. I, I don't could, want the NXT title being defended on Raw. Fair, fair. If you're gonna uh, do it, do it. If you're gonna do it, do it. Let's switch to AEW because there's a lot to discuss there. Uh, first, they resumed live tapings this week uh, and <laughs> tested everyone who'd be entering to ensure as safe a show as possible. Basically, Tony Schiavone said they got tested the night before. Then if you got a positive test, you could come to the taping. And then when you went to the taping, you'd get your you temperature mean a negative checked. Test. You mean sorry, a negative sorry. Test. A negative test. Excuse me. Positive news. Negative test. Uh, if you got a negative test, you were allowed to the taping the next day. Uh, and there beforehand, uh, you got your temperature taken beforehand to make sure you weren't sick or anything. <clears throat> Not foolproof, obviously, because as we've kind of discussed in our group chat before, like if you get tested and then you go and walk around and do stuff and then come back the next day, who knows if you've been infected in that next day. But still very yeah. much uh, uh, something I applaud, in my opinion. I think it was good that they tried to make it as safe an environment as possible uh, for most of the show. They gave uh, Jake Jake his nice little own corner, yeah. his nice little chair. Like, well, that too, even. And I wasn't gonna like. I'm not gonna harp on it because I, I think all of the world is still learning how to deal with these types of things. And I do it at the store when I go to the store. Like, I'll pull my mask down to talk to someone so they can hear me. But then I realize that then Erica like will slap me on the the, <laughs> the shoulder or something and be like, no, that's. The opposite that defeats the purpose of the mask. If you're just like take I, it off, yeah, I made, right about, <laughs> yeah. I made a tweet about it because it just drives me nuts because I see it so much. It's like people who wear masks but leave their nose exposed. It's eh, drives that me too. insane. I see it all the time. Makes, if I'm in, yeah. if I'm in an empty aisle, I will breathe for a moment, just like get like ten seconds of, of fresh air, and then put it back on and then run run away. So that is so it did make me laugh when Jake Roberts when he brought the snake in the ring since we're already talking about that when he brought the snake in the ring and he like lays on top of her and then he takes his mask off when he gets closer to her and I'm like well that defeated the purpose of the mask Jake like you weren't when you were far away from her it didn't matter as much but now you're next to her you should you have the mask wear it uh so let's that, be that, honest though it, it let's be honest though jake has had much worse things in his system like, and that, <laughs> that didn't kill him so <laughs> I, I mean yeah i didn't I, yeah i didn't love him and jr being there after just weeks ago they were talking about how they didn't want to go because they were scared for their lives and now they're like oh no everything's good now but i will not harp on that too much i'm going to get to the things that i did like um I thought the Cody versus Joey Janela match was really good. It was. It was. It was a fun little opener. Um, it was a. It was a. It was a good way to bring Joey back onto uh, onto TV because you know he's been out for a while. Um, hey, this Janela zone thing has really done good for him because 
we were talking about this a while ago that, um, and I'm not saying anything has changed, uh, but for a while, you know, Joey's place in the AEW run of the show has always been a little odd. You know, he's never, he's never really been featured in a major storyline. Like he, he had that thing with, uh, Kip Sabian Penelope, but I think that's even stopped now because yeah, they had the like payoff, not even in a big show. Yeah, because I because I, to be honest, I feel I, I I don't think that story was put off because I think it was ended. I think that it was just like this is a little too real, you know. Yeah, I think that it, and, yeah, this is a little too personal, especially now that they're engaged. You know, it's a uh, you know I would and it's a fairly recent breakup. Like, how would you feel, you know, if yeah, you were totally. if you had to do this? It would suck. No, no, but you're no, right, I, though, I think, in the fact that this definitely gave him, like, this Janela Zone stuff. And for those of you who haven't watched any of them, and I feel like you two haven't really watched any of them either, but, like, Joey's been doing these, like, The Jerry Janela Springer Zone show things. on IG Live, essentially. It's, I would say it's less Jerry – no, I wouldn't compare it to the Jerry or Springer Howard's show. Howard's Whack Pack? Yeah, I would compare it more to, like, Howard Stern's Whack Pack and, like, a public access version of that where it's, like, a weird thing where, like, it's all centered around this guy named Nasty Leroy, where it's Nasty Leroy, and he lives Man, at home, and he, he, he basically, he is an entertaining motherfucker. Like, I, you guys know how much I love TV, how much TV I watch. The past few weekends, I have foregone watching television at night on the weekends just to watch these Instagram live sessions because they're so entertaining. Like, basically, for I, like... I, two, I, Two weekends in a row, Joey did a dating show with Nasty Leroy. Which I love he, that he threw Br- Britt Baker in there on the dating show. It's like, well, she, no, she wasn't on the dating show. She came after. She she did her own uh, dental hygiene like, session with, with Leroy. Like, this, this girl's clearly not on the market. <laughs> no, 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 no. She wasn't part of the dating show. The dating show basically was like people were like, like there were women that were green to go on dates with Leroy. And then what would happen is Joey would then direct everyone to Leroy's Instagram and then Leroy would start an Instagram live and he would go on a date with the girl with the girl and we would sit there and watch the date and 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 then like the crowds like basically like the 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 chat is basically all participating in this date and like telling them what to do and it's mainly a lot of Leroy just singing and dancing like awkward conversations that lead to Leroy singing and dancing, and like I tuned, it's hilarious. I tuned, I tuned in at a great part because I know you know what it is because I saw your comment in it when oh, no. uh, when it happened the uh, the coming thing. <laughs> so you saw? Oh wait, I you watched that. one of the baby bird stories? I saw the coming one, and what was the baby bird story? I mean, that is the coming story. Like basically the. St- <laughs> Each date basically ended with the because the, the chat would start telling him to tell the baby bird story because one time in one of the early Instagram live sessions while he was telling made up stories of his sex capades uh, out in the world but they're so entertaining it didn't matter it was just fun to hear him talking about these stories was about the fact that this one woman uh that that he that he uh, ejaculated on a woman on her face. And then in the process, well, like afterwards at a certain point, she then accidentally 
got some in his like like came back over like like kind of like stood over him and got jet his own stuff in his mouth that dripped down into his own mouth and so he 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 tasted it kind of like a baby bird does oh. for it's ba- you know for this and so it's a oh. disgusting story it's 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 a very dirty story and so each time the date was starting to go good all of a sudden the chat would just start being bombarded with like tell the tell her the baby bird story oh. tell her and so like first he did it and it did not help the date but somehow he recovered with singing and dancing and brought it back. So because we all criticized Leroy so much for telling that story on a date, he kept like trying to avoid telling the story in the future, but every time succumbed to the peer pressure of telling his date, the baby bird story to see if she could handle it. And so like, it was so funny. And so he, he kept doing all these dates and the last date was session moth Martina and so she did a date with him and then he, the, he, the big finale was who he was going to choose to go on a second date with. And he chose the session moth, but he kept calling her the wrong name. It was like session Moss or session Martinez or stuff like that. And oh, so that's where the session Martinez thing. Yeah. He started like, calling her session moth Martinez. And because he called her session moth Martinez a bunch of times, Joey said that the rule book stated that he had to know the winner by name. And because <laughs> he didn't know session moth by name, he kept saying it wrong. He was disqualified and didn't get a second date with anybody. And so that's basically how the like two week sessions of dates ended was that he didn't get a second date with anyone in the Leroy climax 2020. And so that was like how it all ended. Basically the the Brit thing was even more entertaining. The Brit thing was so fucking funny because Brit came in just to talk to him. And then he told her that he told her that he like doesn't brush his teeth that much and she was not happy with it. So she made him go to the bathroom and he was going to brush his teeth and he like was going to brush his teeth on the session. And she was going to explain how to like or brushing brush your teeth. Yeah, the proper brushing etiquette. And he goes in and, he, and she said like, Oh, you know, I use an electric toothbrush. And he was like, Oh, I don't have one of those. And then he goes in his, in his bathroom finally. And he's like, Oh, there's an electric toothbrush here. I'll just use that. And she's like, no, wait, whose toothbrush is it? don't just use someone's toothbrush that isn't yours. Like, what are you doing, Leroy? He's like, oh, sorry. And so then, like, he finally, like, gets ready to do, like, Oh, his, sorry. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. I'll, I'll use my toothbrush. And so then he, like, goes to get his, and he's finally, like, about to do it, and then Britt's phone died. And then, like, was, and so then we didn't get to see it. And then, and but in the chat, he was talking about Cody Rhodes a bunch, and Cody was in there saying, like, oh, are you going to come to TV this week? Like, you can be part of the Nightmare family. So for those of you who saw Joey Janela's match, long detour here, the guy who was in the crowd they cut to that they were talking about, who was doing, like, the dance and stuff, that's Leroy, who Joey pointed at in the crowd. Um, and they did invite him to TV, like they said in the chat. So Got his own I, custom American Nightmare jacket. Got his own Nightmare family jacket. Uh, and everything. Honestly, there was a video that AEW posted where it looked like he was advising Joey at the end of it, almost like a Ralphus to Chris Jericho back in the day, because he comes up to him, would be be amazing. I know. I mean, come on. They they have to do it. They have to. I mean, Joey was looking for something. This is it. 
Yeah. And he comes up at the end, at the end of the video, and I, I think they maybe deleted it, but at the end of the video, Leroy walks, walks up, and Joey goes, Leroy, what are you doing here? And he goes, hey, man, that was good, but you got to give him the nasty swing if you want to take him to Poundtown. And, 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 and then they just, like, slowly walk off into frame, and I, I hope that's the direction they're going to go. God, if he could be, like, a shitty Virgil, like, just, like, if Virgil was incompetent and like god that would be amazing oh there's yeah it would be so good i would love it i was so happy to see leroy in the crowd dude loves wrestling so much i look just to make sometimes like i'm like oh if i'm being nice someone to make sure that they haven't like said a bunch of negative things to me in the past on twitter or something he like tweeted nice things to me since like i was on tmz like wearing t-shirts he was like cool man respect i was like man so i love seeing that shit like i was like yeah go leroy dude like i'm so happy for him and i agree like it could be a good thing for joey could be a good thing uh i love nyla rose returning squash match very basic not a lot to talk about there but i think it was effective um Um, i wouldn't want to take five power bombs like that that looked terrible no no thank you no i there's somebody who's taken his share of power bombs that looked mm, no How many, you, um, how, many, how many would you say you've taken, Jamie? Well, I mean, it's mostly in training, so I'd say at least right. four or five a training set. Not every training session. Not Did you get the knocked out of you? First time, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. First time because it's a different than a back bump. It really is because you're going you're, – first off, you're higher. You're higher than just taking a flat back bump. And if a guy is an asshole, he'll drive you down and makes it a hundred times worse. Like Undertaker, when he, like what a lot of people don't discuss is everybody hated taking the last ride. Hated oh, I can it. Imagine. Cause he would do that. He would, that extra lift up when he would do with your pants. That's like, that's at least 10 feet coming down off, uh, coming down off a power bomb. Nobody liked taking the last ride. Or then so they just drop suck. you and they call a jackknife powerbomb. <laughs> the jackknife is – no, the jackknife is nice. Much softer. Yeah, oh, really? he was yeah. much nicer. Is, oh, yeah. Because he like lets Kevin go Nash of them. just drops you? Yeah, because he just yeah. drops you from high in the air kind of. Oh, that's, that's like true. When, when it's – like Kevin Owens – Taker like that's, slammed you fucking down. Well, that's one of the reasons why Kevin Owens stopped doing his pop-up powerbombs because people were like, I don't like doing it. Because he, he literally goes – like he would really bring them down. That sucks. That sucks um, a lot. I also I loved the MJF promo about how he was going to come back and and you know reclaim his throne. Um, he got a nice throne, though, not a two seater like stupid Seth Rollins' throne. The first <laughs> thing I thought of was like, oh, this one, this looks like a nice chair, not your double double backboard chair. I'm interested to see Seth what Rollins. he's got next because it's clear that they've kind of moved on from the MJF Cody thing. They, uh, well, they, it seemed like they were going to Cody Moxley, but they they kind of had to pinpoint it because they want there to be a crowd there when Moxley and MJF happens, I think. So I think that's why we got the Moxley versus Brody Lee setup, uh, which we'll get to in just one second. The only thing, and maybe, and I want to know if this was just me, because this could be the most nitpicky fucking thing, and I couldn't tell if it was just me being the most nitpicky wrestling it's usually fan. you, so let's go. That's why I'm asking you two. Was it weird that they had MJF do a promo from a green screened yeah. what looked like his apartment while we when we already saw him in the audience? Yeah. Then the green screen they show him when he's at like apartment where he says that he's not going to be there until next week, but then he's already there in the crowd, and then <laughs> he is there. Yeah. 
and he is he there, is and then they cut to him again after to show he was there again and did another interview with him, which was also good, but I was like confused. <laughs> I yeah, wish they did a picture and picture. I just wish they did a picture in picture with the the promo happening and yeah, he'd just be like, him. "Look how good I am! <laughs> look how good I look!" <laughs> that would have been so funny. I do agree with you. I don't understand the green screen mm-hmm. at all. I don't know why it was used because I didn't think it looked like shit until the chair came in. Yes. Because the way the chair sat, it looked really weird. Like it looked yeah. it was clearly a green screen. It didn't look. And like why that would you have? Came. And why would you have AWPAs like in your apartment? so to speak. Also, so they've do been doing shots from chain? his house. So what penthouse did he have? Like, he was doing shots from a house. You want to know why? Because maybe Maxwell doesn't have an actual mansion. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Maxwell uh, drives an 89 Corolla, probably. <laughs> he's, Le- he's Lenny from The Simpsons. Don't tell anybody how I live. <laughs> um, also, like, like like we just said, though, they set up Brody Lee versus Moxley at Double or Nothing, which was confirmed later in the show. Um, the only thing with this to me was I, I, I'm so conflicted because, one, I go like, well, Brody Lee wasn't number one ranked or whatever. So if you have these rankings, why was Brody Lee just given a title shot? That's one. And two was I go like, I'm a huge Brody Lee fan. And you guys know that I, we've all discussed on the show. I know that, that you guys, I've made it clear that I always thought Brody Lee in a suit being like a serious character is main event money. So I like that they're putting him there. I just felt like it was almost kind of forced because I don't feel like the crowd is very split on this Vince McMahon parody act thing that he's doing. Um, I've said this before. If it was the only, if it was an aspect of the promo, like a very subtle nod, like a, a, a tick that he had or something like that, I would be a little more okay with it. But it seems to be the focus of these vignettes. Yeah, for sure. Which, what are we doing? You know, are we... It's it's it. I mean, it's pro wrestling number one. Don't sell, you know. And all this is is just Brody Lee selling every week about how he was not happy with his time at WWE. That's what it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not looking forward. It's looking backward. It's not. And like I think that AEW had done a pretty good job recently of shutting up about WWE because for a long time we were just we're just going. Shut up. Just stop talking about them. Just stop mentioning them. Don't do it. And now it's just like they've made a character who his entire focus is to just poke at WWE. And it's just like, we don't need it. That guy's already amazing. Do you think that that's why they went with this? Because it's like Moxley beating Vince McMahon? And that's why they felt comfortable putting him there out of nowhere? Yes. So they can show, like, this is our – double or nothing is our WrestleMania. And at our WrestleMania, our guy is beating our Vince McMahon. You know, like, I almost wonder if he's the ultimate bad guy and Moxley's beating him. And I feel like that's not what people want to a certain degree. I, I'm pumped on Moxley versus Brody. I think it's going to be a killer match. Don't get me wrong. I just was like, hmm, interesting choice, kind of. 
Yeah, I'm. That's now that you mentioned that, it's gonna bother me so much now. Um, I mean, I. Uh, I just don't think that I still. I still just think that they a lot of interesting starts with the Dark Order. A lot, a lot, but just they haven't really. They haven't sealed the envelope for me. They really they were haven't. like right there, and then the Brody Lee thing just didn't click to a certain degree. It didn't. It didn't and help. I just, it, it would have if their crowd had been there. I bet, but I think the crowd not yeah. being there really hurt it. And yeah. then you have like X Ten, whatever. Like then he comes out. Tony Schiavone seems to know who he is, and then Jr. is like, "Who the hell is this guy?" And then Excalibur is like, "Oh, that's Ten. It's like I don't know. It just like feels so presented wrong. It's presented in in a very weak manner. I will say though, the main event, I loved it. I, I loved the main event. I thought it was super fun. Uh, the Sex Gods versus Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. Um, very fun, I, hardcore match. Yeah, the the additions of Matt Hardy going through different clothing changes and like different versions. Like he got he changed once in the ramp, then he changed once in the ice box. Like, Did you I like that? I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. I didn't. I mean, it, it wasn't something that I thought took, thought took away from it. Right. I was very. Conf- I was confused at that at first because I was like, "Why is he wearing Hardy Boy pants?" I was like, oh, "I thought maybe because when he first did that, I thought maybe that was what was underneath that thing that he was wearing when he came out. Maybe it was just his entrance gear, that cool little nifty new Damascus, right? right, right. Which I like. Has. I thought it looked cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was cool. Um, looked like a ninja. Um, yeah, very much <laughs> looked like a ninja. Totally like a samurai. More like a samurai than a ninja. Um, and, but he, uh, but, um, as like, then I started noticing, like, he wasn't doing as many broken things. He did the twist of fate, which, uh, just me personally, right after he does the twist of fate, there's a good 15 second pause because nobody on commentary is sure whether or not they could say twist. Of fate right, like, oh, that was a cutter. Uh, that was a cutter. <laughs> the cutter. There's literally a good <laughs> pause where we're like, what do we call this? <laughs> I was conflicted on the Matt Hardy thing, and you guys know I love Matt Hardy. I was like, man, this might be a stretch for some of the people who don't like this kind of thing. Like, I was like, because I, I love Matt Hardy all stuff, but I was thinking, because I got it. Like, he did a high spot off the ladder when he was Matt, and then, like, did evil things when he was Damascus. And, like, I, I don't know. I got what they were going with it, but I thought it was a lot. It was a lot to kind of do in one I, match. To be honest, I, it didn't take away from me. It really it didn't take it away from me. It wasn't something that, like, halted the match. Sure, he wasn't on camera. No, it didn't halt seconds, it. It didn't take away from me. It no, was no. more so, no, it didn't take away anything. I enjoyed it. I more I, just thought there are people watching been, this who that, this will be hard for them to swallow. The, the, the transitions could have been bigger and more exposed to the audience rather than they, 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 they could have played those those transitions from one character to the next bigger and they could have or and they shouldn't have been off camera when they were doing those um i don't know those are just little things that they could just kind of work on in the future and maybe we'll see it better when he's on a solo a singles match but with the camera going all over the place because it's a tag match uh we just didn't get to see that it wasn't Dude, that that golf cart mm-hmm. running over sammy was brutal looking. dude right it looks scary like, it like, like his fucking head twice. But I, I, 
I just loved the because um, they've they've used that photo the death of Kenny and Matt on the flight. You yeah. couldn't have like the way they like. I'm sorry, call me crazy, but there's a tag team there. Just the way they both looked insane, like the way they both like their hair was going, and they're both they had crazy eye looks. Like I don't know, there could be. De- broken Kenny Omega. I don't know. It could be there. I, don't, I call me crazy. Hey, if he can make Kenny Omega broken again to bring back the cleaner, I, I I'd be okay with that. I I need evil Kenny back because uh he he could he, he could you he needs something. You notice uh, Jr. said something about like what we have been saying about Kenny. What did he say? Commentary. Yeah. He was like. People are asking, "Where's Kenny Omega? Where's Kenny Omega that fought Okada? He's right here. here. He's right here." And I'll, like no, he's fighting with a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> um, that moonsault that he did off that like elevating I, cart was wild, dude. I yelled when he started raising the uh, the the the, 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 uh, the well, I don't even know what they call that thing. Um, yeah, the ladder, the, I the, guess. Scissors, the riser, like whatever. Like when the scissors. he because the scissor riser, like because it looked crazy when he was on it, but then when he started pressing the up button and it went higher and higher. I was like, first off, there's no mat there, so I'd be terrified to death of doing Dude, that. Yeah. Thing. And also, there weren't that many people to catch him. Like, two or three, if that. No, totally. That was sketchy, dude. I was like, oh, my God. Like, that was that was risky. Very risky. Wow. It looked cool. <coughs> um, but ultimately, Inner Circle uh, get the win. They helped, They overpowered the group. Oh, God, also, I left out that power bomb into the garage. Looked cool too. That power bomb into the garage door looked pretty oh, badass. Yeah. yeah, and thank God they had that. I mean, thank God they won because that that little thing they had on the field, the inner circle marquee cool. thing, would have that would have been really silly if they had lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that was a very cool image. I will say though, I know I talked about people being tested before and everything, but like. You know, kind of like I said, you know, if you get tested and then you're out and about and then you come back for COVID-19, you know, tested for COVID-19 and you go out and about, you come back. It's possible you touched a door handle that had on it, too, and you could very much get it still. So while I applaud the effort made very, very much, um, I didn't love the crowd of people that were following them during that main event. And just I didn't kind think of they like, needed to. I don't know why they, did. they didn't. Yeah, they really I don't know why they did that either because they made, they did such a good job of, of adhering to everything else throughout the show. And I was very much like applauding it. And then that happened. And I was like, why would they have done that? I, I, I almost wonder if everyone just kind of got caught up in the moment. <clears throat> Maybe. All right. And lastly, I'm going to power through NXT here. Cause honestly, I don't think there was a ton to discuss. There's a few things I want to discuss, but not a lot. Uh, we had Gargano versus Dijakovic at the top. Um, there really wasn't anything mind-blowing that happened there. Um, but it, it was solid, and I do think that it helped to further establish Gargano's heel character. Um, I, I like what I, – I, I'm, I, I'm kind of liking what they're doing. They're, they're, they're starting to get me on it. Yeah, I'm, uh, I just – I like him just immediately going for, like, you haven't seen a guy try to t- take off the turnbuckle pad in a long time, and I feel like that's like a good way to just like solidify him as like a shitty dude. Dropped Rebel Heart too. Dropped Rebel Heart. R.I.P. R.I.P. 
Love you'll that be, song. You'll have such a boner when it comes back. <laughs> oh, I know. I, I, I really will. When that, when it hits again. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, really, really. Do- I hate Candace's hair so much. It's- I love this not Paramore song. Hey, man, I do. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I disagree. I like the hair. Can, you know what, it's Kevin? Gross. Fuck you. Can, you know what? You're sitting there with some fucking peach ass hair right now, and you're gonna hate on go- fucking fucking Candice LeRae for just wanting to mix it up a little and have some light purple hair. It's gross. I'm just impressed that he, he didn't even say pink. They gave you it's a peach pink. color. It's pink. It's pink. They gave Let's be peach. honest. I said peach because Kevin says peach, but it's clearly pink. It's clearly pink. You don't. You can't see it right, guys. No, it's clearly pink. Well, who's it for? Because you're not seeing anybody in person, Kevin. I know. It's for me. No, I like where they're going with it. I even like that he named his little, his little springboard move thing uh, the one final beat, like his match with, with Ciampa. I, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it personally, but I can see where others do not. I can see that. I will say one thing though. Before I why haven't they? I'm just wondering why haven't they done this? Because they've done it with everybody else. Tegan Knox comes back and uses the leg brace as a weapon. Champa comes back uses the crutch as a weapon. I'm just wondering why Candace isn't walking out with a cup just every time, just like I'm almost. I I kind (laughs) of thought she was going to for this match. I thought he was maybe going to use it on Dijakovic. No, No, he's he's waiting. He's gonna he's gonna pull it out and just suffocate somebody with it at one point. She should just rock it like its head, like (laughs) just hold it above her head and shake it. Um, I will say you know one thing on it. After watching AEW and watching NXT last night and all the WWE shows over the past week, I have a hunch that we're going to see a crowd again in the WWE audience very soon. I have this sneaking suspicion that since AEW tested everybody and did a safe way of having a crowd to, to, for the most part, um, and it did make a difference. Now, granted, they have a yeah. giant uh, you know, venue Stadium. to do it in. It's not an arena, it's a stadium. Well, they're at Daly's Place, which is next. It's it's an amphitheater. They have a giant amphitheater with tons of space that they were able to, like, clearly put people, as much people out there, even if they were unseen as possible, in crowds in different sectors, in little pockets, so that they'd be Yeah, they own a venue. They own a venue. And it made sense, and it it made the world of a difference. Huge difference. So... I think that with that, it would not surprise me to see WWE find a way to do something similar. Because if not, I think that's going to turn the tide to a certain degree and make people start watching AEW more because that crowd did kind of make a difference. And now they did mean, it in a safe way. Hurricane Helms said it. You know, it's just like, yo, we've tried it. This fucking sucks. You know, like, like it's been it's been a few weeks now since we've had these crowd. I mean, it started in mid early, early to mid April. It's now coming on to, it's coming on to mid to late May, and we've had it. And, and not, not, I'm not saying we've had it. Like we've, we've had enough. No, I'm saying we've had it. We've seen it. We've, we've experienced it, and it, it's not that cool. It really isn't. And like, it's, and it shows not just with me. And I've expressed this to you guys. I'm just saying it's not destination watching for me anymore. 
and it's even in reflecting in the in their viewership. You know, people aren't watching it anymore, and it's it's just because of. I mean, even me, you know, I talk about you know ratings not being something that's like a huge. You know, there's, well, there's when a time system. where everybody has but, nothing. No, but what I was going to say. Do. Well, not well, but the, you forget that the ratings aren't based on what everybody is watching. Like when you watch something at home, it doesn't factor into the ratings. You know, like it's it's a it's a math equation to a certain degree, it's based off of a certain amount of boxes or whatever. But you know, I. I do think it is indicative of the fact more so than anything that there is a sector of fans that are very turned off by the, the, uh, the crowdless shows. That's what I think the ratings show of anything um, that clearly there it's turning people off. No question. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and even us first thing like this, you know, Gargano versus Dijakovic, Tozawa versus Gallagher and Jake Atlas versus Kushida were all good matches. Without a crowd there, though, that WWE style is a – because it's so polished and less gritty, um, it, is less, it is less exciting to watch. It's boring. Yeah. And the reason why I brought up Shane Helms was because he made a really good comparison. And I forget what it was. I just – I took note of it because I, I – uh, but, like, oh, you're all right. Yeah, no, Erica just did something that I can't talk about. <laughs> it could be a multitude of things. <laughs> but um, you look like that Cardi B meme when she goes, what the hell is that? <laughs> 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 um, but I like, fuck, I wish I remember what he said. But um, yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's, there's a reason why basketball teams aren't doing it there's a reason why football i mean obviously also goes well, but even those fans. would be an actual competition though like that's the difference it's like even if you did basketball without a crowd it's at least not you know worked like the, the like it's not predetermined so at least you're still watching two people and an, on a pre, you know there's at least that going for it right this doesn't have that-, that and when you take away the not calling it in the ring gritty factor of things. It looks too polished. And then normally I don't have a problem with it because it, with the crowd, it like it works. It's they're, they're, they're in their simpatico. They work together. The but way I knew it does expose it to a certain degree. The way I knew that this whole thing wasn't going to work for the long haul mm-hmm. was when they, um, and this wasn't any knock to Jericho or Matt by any means, because they did their job and they made something at least a little fun out of nothing was when they had their first promo together when Matt and Jericho had the face-off and it was just nobody there. It was just those two. That's when I kind of was like, this isn't going to work because it literally just looked like you were watching a dress rehearsal. It yeah. looked like... The, it, That's it, exactly... Honestly, when I watched all the, less AEW last night because they had they made it work with a crowd being there, but the WWE shows to a certain degree do look like you're watching a rehearsal. <clears throat> It really does. And uh, I mean, especially when they had them not use microphones, when they had them use those earpiece microphones, I was, I was like, what? Yeah. It's like, so it really looks like even more. They're just having a conversation with each other. Yep. Yep. You know, I will say though, the best thing of the week, in my opinion, was the carrying cross. I was wondering and Scarlet why you didn't that up. I think that well, was, that was next. I, 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 that's the main thing I want to talk about. One of the, yeah, main that, things was I the talk that was about. the main takeaway from the show. Was it not? I saw a split reaction almost. Some people thought it was like the coolest. 
And some people I'm thought it was like the cheesiest, cool dumbest thing. thing. No, no, no. I'm not saying cool <clears throat> thing or, or not cool thing. I'm no, I know. That was the most talked about for sure. Oh, I, yeah, I, totally. I feel like it, to me, absolutely knocked it out of the park. It was incredible the way that they displayed him from the moment that segment began to the moment that ended. It was perfect. Uh, I will say the Scarlet lip syncing is a little weird. It was a little off. It was, <clears> a, it was <throat> the only takeaway that you're just like, but Why? like, but at the same time, like I could get past it. I could yeah. get past that, and still, it looks incredible. Like everything about it was fucking rad. Yeah, and I also don't know if this is fun. <laughs> if this is you know, because you know, as with most things, you know, it, it, things change when they're actually acted. You know, they could talk about it so many times, but then they actually do it. Then they could see, okay, this works and this doesn't. Right. And I would not mind the lip syncing if they faked it like if they gave her a microphone that and looked like she was actually wasn't yeah. connected to anything like they do that with they did that with uh, the fucking maestro on wcw for years and then they i think it was the maestro or something like that and they do it with that one i forget that one guy in new japan who do they do he always comes out with that microphone tai Chi, right Isn't that it might be taichi yeah and um, it's it's easy to do, and I just don't know what they were because it was it's it was odd because you're wondering what they were trying to get across. Like, do they expect us to think that this girl is singing that loud where we can hear her over the music and over the everything? That I don't understand what they were. I, I felt like I think it was supposed to look like she was just pumped and just kind of like because she's her right. the manager. She was just kind of hyping him up. I got that the the, the lip syncing thing was a little because Erica too when I showed it to her she was like. That lip syncing thing was bad, but the rest of the That's literally was... the only part that I didn't like. That was literally exactly. the only part. And, and I even like the like... use of the black and white to like switch to like a devil kind of like red thing the way they did that. I thought that was cool too. I, I also... haven't seen since the I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, good. I haven't seen fog used <clears throat> that effectively in a long time. Yeah, I because I I liked <laughs> kind of like the fact that the match started and the fog was still in the ring, like that like he was Sayuti suplexing that dude like into the fog and like it dissipated while he when he hit the mat like I don't know like that was pretty cool to me. Did you guys like his finisher? The like weird kind of like the cross jacket thing. Yeah, the cross jacket. That's what he called it. The like where I like it. Was, like, <clears throat> you like it? The, yeah, I like yeah, it because it. like the Sayuti suplex is like his other thing. Like his yeah. Like that's already like. When I first saw him doing that, I was like, oh, that's not too crazy of a move. But at the same time, like, it kind of is. Like, that's like a, if you think about it, like, that suplex looks kind of brutal depending on who's doing it. Oh, no, no, he makes it look awesome. Yeah, Yeah, and I'm not trying to make, I'm not trying to downplay any big guys in wrestling (laughs) because that's just not what it is. But I I just think it's so interesting that, like, um, I mean, when you're a big guy, in terms of finding a finish, you don't really have to go that far, you know? Yeah. Like, you just got to put somebody up high and then have them come down, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, choke slam, power bomb, all that stuff, you know? It's it, – you're a nagi, you know? It's just go high, then go low. You know, that's all you need to really do. And that, yep. you know, kind of serves the purpose. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was very effective. Honestly, dude, they got – well, I'll get to it in a minute. I'll get to it in a minute about what I think what they need to do with with carrying cross. Um, then we had Charlotte Flair versus Io Shirai, uh, which ended in DQ. Then Rhea Ripley reappeared. Um, I get why they had to do this because I'm guessing they're gonna go for a three way at either a Takeover or SummerSlam or something like that if SummerSlam happens. Um, 
I didn't love the match ending in DQ, though. I thought there should have been, I don't know, like Ripley got involved. I didn't like Charlotte Flair just busting out a kendo stick in the middle of the match and just wailing away on Io. Yeah, well, it was Io's kendo stick, was it not? Well, it's her kendo stick that she's, I mean, she uses a kendo stick, but it wasn't like That's she rides in the ring. No, but I'm saying, like, was that, you think that was a reference to that? Yeah, but, like, it was just so random. It seemed out of character for, like, Charlotte to do that in, like... You would think Charlotte would think she could just beat Io Shirai. Right. Oh, I was like, out of character for you, the kendo stick, she beat up Ronda Rousey for 15 minutes. Right, right, but, like... Yeah, but that 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 was was Ronda Rousey. And it was, like, (laughs) and it was a hardcore match. Brian, I like how you pronounce Rousey, like, Rousey, like a mouse. (laughs) Rousey. I hated the Finn Balor thing, too. I... What was that? Don't know. Why is he not a bad guy anymore? Okay, I am okay. Thank you. I was watching this, <laughs> and when I was writing my notes again, it made me more mad when I was writing my notes because okay, Finn Balor comes out and he cuts a very heel promo. It seems like, but like, but but like in cutesy like insider terms to try and I I, I don't know the reason. And then and then so he goes like. He, but he's almost like I'm going to get the bad guy to a certain degree. So it's like confusing the message. That's that what he's to a certain to degree. That's what it is. You don't put a heel in the position of who. Why would you put Triple H in the position of Austin getting run over by the car? You know, it's yeah. Like, you know, when, and when I say that, I mean like switch the roles. But yeah, still finding the be- attacker isn't usually finding the good guy. It's finding the bad guy. Yeah, because the good guy isn't an attacker. Exactly. Right? Yeah. He, totally. So then. Like Cameron Grimes comes out, who I think is a bad guy. He's a heel. <laughs> he's like, he's got and, a hat. He's got a and hat. Then he, People he's don't got like a hat. It. We know that much. And he comes out. So then he wins the squash match. And way too many squash matches on this show. Way too many squash matches. Um, and short matches in general. But So he comes out. He then wins the squash match. And he says, if Finn Balor were here, I'd slap the taste out of his mouth. So Finn Balor walks out instantly. And turns him around, very much like a good guy would do. I'm here, slap me. And Cameron's like, no, 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 and leaves. And or tries to leave, and then they fight or whatever. I did not that's understand who not, this was supposed to help at all. They, they, Finn's not. I mean, that's they're just not making him be a good bad guy. They're it was. Not. It was to help. <laughs> it was to help put people on the show and have people that were there to be used. That's what. That's all it was to me. Like it just it was just a throwaway thing to be like. Well, he's here. Let's use him. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I agree. And even the main event, like, they built up to that for a long time, and it was like a short, anticlimactic, screwy finish thing. And this is what I was going to say earlier. Maybe this is just me, but I think the main event scene drastically needs something new. I think it needs something new drastically and so i think adam cole is great i think he's very entertaining but i think his run is run its course like i think it, it's yeah. like the, it's, the adam- it has like the fact that he the fact that we fought like you know because usually it's how it works you know usually we get a champion for a good year or so and then there's the payoff at nxt takeover at wrestlemania which we didn't get this year obviously because it was a, i mean it was takeover quote-unquote spread across multiple weeks and we didn't get that, which is crazy because it, it, we, it, I think, I think Adam's time as champion has been, has been too long three months ago. 
Well, look, absolutely. I was going to say that too. And I didn't, I didn't know if that was mean to me, but yeah, I feel the same way. Like, I feel like, God, it felt like, okay, when they were going to, to, to USA, you were like, okay, well, they want to have some of their main people there kind of keep the vibe going for a little bit. But God, what, October, right? October, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. That's seven months, dude. That's seven months. And he was already running its course when, when the USA shows started. And I go like, if you, I, I, like they, they dress, they desperately need something new there. And I think Karrion Cross is what, what they need there. He has this cool metal entrance. Um, I say, and I know he already interacted with Champa, but he kind of almost took Champa out to a certain degree. I think they need to have Karrion Cross do a surprise win. And that just, a new guy winning the NXT championship would throw everyone off and make people interested, I think. And I, I think people would be into it. I also well, kind of feel like if it, when they do it, if and when they do that, I would like them to do it quickly, like a quick match. Like, I feel like he should just dominate that match and just be like, oh, shit. This is a guy. This is who. This is who Alistair Black should be on the main roster. Is I I keep on Carrie Ann is what I keep on thinking. Of they need to cross. Well, they need to. I, mean, I think they need to really. Uh, one thing that I, one thing that I noticed about the Carrie Cross entrance, and this I'm not. And please don't take this the wrong way because I'm not trying to say they're the same because they're very different, but. I just said I when when I saw Karrion's entrance, I was like, they need to give um, Damian Priest something else to do. I was like, because it's even though it's, it's the same thing. It was almost different. reminiscent of when Kevin Owens came into NXT, and you went like, Bull Dempsey needs a new gimmick because yeah. <laughs> he, he was, this is what he was trying to do to but a doing certain it degree. Better. Yeah. yeah, and then Kevin and then Kevin Owens came in, and you were like. Well, that's what—that's the last of a dying breed. Like that—that's the gimmick that that he's that Bull Dempsey is trying to do. And I felt the—I I thought the exact same thing, Jamie, when I was watching that entrance. I was like, "This is the oh. cool entrance they tried to do with Damian Priest, but didn't really quite get it." And, and, and don't get me wrong—I actually like the whole Arrow thing. I think it looks cool it's not live, bad. but it's not—it's not as cool as this one. No, no, I no. do think the part the only I, I hate Damian Priest's beginning of his entrance when they like spotlight. He's over here cut it out spotlight but now he's over here because what are we supposed to think that there's more than one of them or that like when the lights <laughs> when the lights are off he's just running to different points like <laughs> <laughs> i hate that i hate that part i hate it uh all right we gotta get out of here we've gone so long but i mean yeah, i just, a long I, one. I missed talking to you guys and there was a bunch to talk about uh jamie where can we find you on social media you can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram J-A-M-I-E I-O-V-I-N-E or check out Network N-T-W-R-K every day for different drops and raffles and all sorts of fun stuff. What about you, Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys me at Kevin Gets Rad on Instagram and Twitter. Cross Finish your platform. food before you say something, right? <laughs> Finish your snackies. Uh, you can find me at Matt Ryan Satin at Wrestling Sheet on social media. ProWrestlingSheet.com is where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week. I'd say, you, I mean, there's the YouTube channel too, but it's been a little inactive. My apologies. 
Uh, I just don't like the quality of these shows that we do as much, the video-wise. So you just got the audio for now. Check out the podcast feed. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio on all the major platforms and subscribe while you're there. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt, wash your hands, and keep your eye on the sheet. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 